Thank you for tuning in to Prodigal's Orthodox, a podcast sponsored by Prodigal Son Eastern Catholic Church, an inclusive and independent Eastern Catholic parish under the Omophorion of Ioannis Gregorios, the Metropolitan of the Eastern Rite Connection of the Convergent Christian Communion. Please join together with me as we start this podcast in a time of prayer. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Most Holy Theotokos, save us. Most Holy Theotokos, save us. Most Holy Theotokos, save us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and shall be forever, and into the ages of ages. Amen. I know we talk about this a lot, but in seasons where the focus on preparation is the time that we're in, I feel that I need to bring it up again. We all have the ability to be healed by the Holy Spirit. It was given to the the apostles at Pentecost, the disciples at Pentecost, and was given to all Christians as a tool to heal. But how can you receive the gifts of Jesus if you yourself are not prepared and ready and do not believe? I think that's what both of these stories are getting us ready for. Preparation. Being being prepared to receive a miracle. The first first part was talking about being in peace and and believing. And and the, uh, the story of the gospel today was talking about these people who laughed at Jesus because... He went and said that the daughter was alive when clearly she was dead. And he said, if you you would just believe. Our Western brothers and sisters today are, are reading the story of Lazarus. So I find it kind of appropriate that we're getting two stories of Jesus resurrecting people from the dead in a season that talks about preparation. Now, you may not think about visions of resurrecting dead people as preparation, but the part of the story that reminds us of preparation is not coming from the miracle itself. That's going to happen whether we want it to or not. It's coming from the people of the story not wanting to believe Jesus, and then when the miracle happens, it's only when they believe. Now, Doubting Thomas didn't believe that it was Jesus until he put his fingers in the wounds of Christ. And Jesus said that it was better for people to believe by faith than to need the physical evidence to believe. But sometimes we're not prepared to receive a miracle. We're not ready to have that unexplainable, incomprehensible force of Christ among us and in us and dwelling through us to heal us. 
especially those of us who feel like we are lost, especially those of us who feel like we have sin on our heart. But Christ makes it very clear in his teachings that if we believe in him and we believe that we can be closer to God through the works we do and the faith we have, that, that we will be one with him in the end. And that, moreover, his gifts, the gifts he has given us, are still with us to this day. There's lots of people in this world who are hurting. But maybe they're hurting unnecessarily. Maybe Christ has been trying to reach them, and they are not ready to receive the miracle. So we're approaching this season of the Incarnation. We're preparing through fasting coming up soon. For this season of the Incarnation, which is the biggest miracle, in my opinion, before the, the, the resurrection. Because if, if, the word, if the Word of God, the Logos, had never become incarnate, not only would we not be saved without still sacrificing the old ways, we wouldn't have heard the completion of God's message for humankind. Christ was the last chapter. Christ was the last testament to us. But not only did we learn about what humans need to do, we learned about how much more like God we are. Because instead of this faraway God of the Old Testament, who only comes down and intervenes when it seems that it's necessary, Christ walked among the common person and preached and lived with and like and as a common person. As Orthodox, we believe in this idea of theosis. It's a belief that we, we try to grow as Christ grew and try to perfect ourselves so that at the end, as we get closer to the heavenly kingdom and we look at ourselves, there's much more God present than there is human present. But we have to remember that Christ himself was both fully human and fully God. But any time the Father spoke to him, there wasn't an are you sure type of situation. Christ always thanked the Father for listening to him, but also thanked the Father for giving him the ability to do what he did. He was open to the miracles. And in today's passage, when, he's, when he's, his garment is touched, he says, who touched me? Not because... He was angry because he wanted to be able to understand the blessing that had just left from him. But there were all those people touching him. And if they were around him, they must have needed some type of miracle. Why would you go around the person who's, a, who's apparently Messiah, God incarnate on earth, if you didn't need a miracle? Well, why was it that woman touching his garment that was healed? It's because she had prepared herself to receive the miracle that Christ had present for her. And, and the, the girl, the innocent girl, was healed because she was innocent of anything. And the parents further received a miracle through witnessing the healing. So we're, we're reaching a time of preparation where we prepare to receive the incarnation of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. How many of you are hurting because you haven't properly prepared? How many of you are hurting because Christ has a miracle waiting for you 
but you're not ready to receive it. Part of the beauty of the liturgical church is the act of reconciliation. Now, Protestants think that reconciliation is this scary thing that Catholics and Orthodox and Episcopalians and some Lutherans do, where we go and tell our deep, dark secrets to a priest, and the priest gives us a hundred prayers to say, and then we go home crying. That is not the sacrament of reconciliation. Reconciliation is literally going in front of God with the priest as a witness only to reconcile yourself to his nature, to reconcile yourself to be ready to receive not only the mystical supper, but during nativity, the miracle of his incarnation. So I'm looking out, I'm looking out there at you Catholics and Orthodox. When was the last time you went to confession? It shouldn't be scary. It should be uplifting. It should be something you look forward to because at the end it causes healing and preparedness for you to receive Christ's miracle. Now don't get me wrong, priests are humans. We are, we are not perfect and we don't believe that we have this power to be perfect when we are acting as a witness to God. So there may be priests out there who do the act of reconciliation wrong and make you feel horrible about yourself. If you're seeing that priest, find a new confessor. Because you should be met with pastoral compassion and concern for what you've gone through. And you should be reconciled by guidance through the priest on how to try to keep doing better next time. Because sin, metamia, is not eternal separation from God. In fact, the term metania does not mean separation from God. It means missing the mark you set out to do, missing the task you set out to do. So a priest's sole purpose during reconciliation should be to help you find ways to not miss the mark the next time. Now, don't worry, we're not talking about actual shooting arrows or guns or anything like that. Because if that's the type of thing we were talking about, I'd be, I'd be in trouble because I, I don't have a good aim. What we're talking about is letting go of our humanness and making that mark of theosis present in the world for everyone who meets us. Someone should meet you and after talking to you for 10 or 15 minutes say or think, why is this person different? They seem so genuine. They seem so happy. What is this weird thing? That should be the theosis that Christ shows through us to others. That should be why someone comes to your church, because they see how Christ-filled you are. But you cannot receive the presence of Christ or the miracles of Christ or the healing of Christ if you are not ready. And in our church and in our belief, whether you're receiving public confession in the Anglican Communion or private confession here in the Eastern Christian and, and uh, Catholic confessions, it starts with reconciling oneself with the church. So all Christians out there, no matter how you believe confession works, Christ is coming. The word is about to become flesh and he is about to dwell among us 
and end and complete the message of God to his people. But you won't be able to hear. You won't be able to truly, truly receive the message unless, as John the Baptist says, you prepare ye the way of the Lord. So instead of doing an exhortation separate from my, my homily, I ask this of you. Whether it be your first time, your hundredth time, whether it be with your local parish priest or someone two hours away because you feel that nervous, find someone you trust as a confessor and reconcile yourself to the church so that when the incarnation comes, you can fully receive the Logos, the Word of God who dwells not only in flesh here with us, but within us by the power of the Holy Spirit. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you felt blessed by the message and would like to join us, Come and see by joining us for worship every Sunday in the Faith Hall at Good Shepherd Lutheran Church in the Colony, Texas. You can also find out more information about us and leave us a donation if you feel so called to support our ministry, or you can join our member registry and subscribe to our newsletter by going to prodigalsonecc.org. We can also be found on Facebook by going to facebook.com forward slash prodigal son ECC and on Instagram at prodigal son ECC. Thank you and God bless.